Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. UK approves Pfizer vaccine. We now know that help is on its way. A federal investigation. A substantial political contribution in exchange for a presidential pardon. Political rhetoric and threats. It has to stop. Someone's going to get killed. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, the United Kingdom has become the first nation to approve the new Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. CBS's Vicki Barker is in London. A turning point at last. We've just fired the starting gun, really, on preventing this infection and bringing this pandemic to an end. Professor Adam Finn helped assess the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for British regulators. The chief British regulator, Dr. June Rain, insisting no corners were cut. This recommendation has only been given following the most rigorous scientific assessment of every piece of data. The first immunizations here could begin in days. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. CBS's David Begno says the U.S. could act on the Pfizer vaccine and another from Moderna in a matter of days. Both vaccines are going to require two doses. Right now, there's only about 40 million doses available. So that means most of us have to wait several months for a shot in the arm, according to former CDC director, Dr. Tom Frieden. Companies are ambitious in what they say they can produce, and we hope they're right. But we can't let optimism Get in the way of reality. Given all this information, the reality is the pandemic is far from over and it's taking an emotional toll on frontline healthcare workers like Dr. Scott Samlin. He's an ER doctor in Hammond, Indiana. We spoke to him at the very beginning of the pandemic in March, and this is what he said. This is the most scared I've ever been being an ER doctor. I spoke to him again yesterday. Every day is Groundhog's Day. There's only so many 12-hour shifts you can do in a week. Go home, sleep, sanitize yourself, and go back for more. I mean, this is just a marathon, and every day it's the same. Well, there were 2,600 virus deaths in the U.S. yesterday, second highest daily total, worst number since April. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the health care system faces increasing pressure. We have seen, because of a variety of circumstances, a surge that has really surpassed the others. A CDC advisory panel says health care workers and nursing home residents should be first up to get the initial vaccine shots in this country. That's about 24 million people. The CDC is poised to shorten the recommended quarantine time after someone is exposed to someone else who's positive for COVID-19. 10 days instead of 14 and seven if that person tests negative. CBS's Dr. David Agus. This reflects the fact that many people in the country after exposure are not quarantining. And the hope is with these new guidelines, there will be more compliance. And government health officials say an analysis of blood donations indicates evidence of the coronavirus in the U.S. as early as last December. Former Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale tells Fox 
the president's focus on the economy and not the human toll of the pandemic was a strategic backfire that cost him the election. People were scared. I think if he would have been publicly, publicly empathetic, he would have won by a landslide there. I think he could have leaned into it instead of run away from it. Well, the Justice Department's investigating allegations of an apparent pay-for-pardons scheme, something President Trump labeled fake news on Twitter. Correspondent Paula Reed is at the White House. 20 pages of heavily redacted court documents show the Justice Department has been investigating a possible secret lobbying scheme in which certain people allegedly acted as lobbyists to senior White House officials to secure a pardon or reprieve of sentence for blank. A DOJ official told CBS News that no government official was or is currently a target of the investigation. Earlier in the day, Attorney General William Barr was at the White House for two and a half hours. The White House says the meeting had been previously scheduled, but it came just after Barr's interview with the Associated Press, in which he said the DOJ had found no widespread fraud in the election. A top Republican elections official in Georgia has blasted President Trump, saying his baseless election rhetoric is dangerous. It has to stop. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. Mr. President, you have not condemned these actions or this language. Gabriel Sterling says he and others have been threatened by Trump supporters. Joe Biden won Georgia. And there are U.S. Senate runoff elections in that state next month. The president-elect Biden meets today with workers and small businesses who were blindsided by the pandemic. CBS's Ed O'Keefe has the latest on the push for a new federal relief bill. Biden is signaling that he supports a new bipartisan push to pass a COVID relief bill before the end of the year, but that it's just a start. My transition team is already working on what I'll put forward in the next Congress to address the multiple crises we're facing. About a dozen Democrats and Republicans support a new $908 billion compromise with more funding for small businesses and unemployment benefits. But it's not supported by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi nor Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. He's pushing his own smaller proposal. There's likely to be a discussion about some additional package of some size uh, next year. And there's been no discussion between McConnell and the president-elect. The U.S. Supreme Court hears arguments today on a case about access to secret grand jury materials in the Mueller investigation. Meantime, Attorney General Barr has added extra protections to the prosecutor he hired to investigate the origins of Mueller's Russia probe. In California, the captain of a scuba diving boat that caught fire off the coast last year and sank has been indicted on federal manslaughter charges. 34 people who were trapped below deck died. The women's national soccer team has settled a lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation over working conditions. CBS's Lisa Mateo. The deal calls for the women to receive the same perks as the men's national team, including charter flights, venue selection, professional support, and hotel accommodations. Their dispute over unequal pay, which was dismissed in May, will go into additional litigation. They're asking for more than $66 million in damages. Correspondent Deborah Rodriguez has the latest on the big news from Hollywood. An Oscar-nominated performer comes out as transgender. Should have gone to China. I hear they they give away babies like free iPods. Just hours after Juno's Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page, made the announcement, Netflix changed his credits across the platform. Producers say Page will continue to play a female character in his current series, Umbrella Academy. None of us are supposed to be here, right? The character's name, Vanya Hargreaves, has been trending on Twitter below 
Hashtag Elliot. Will Santa wear a mask this year? Maybe so, but some things about his long journey remain the same. The coronavirus can't ruin everything. The North American Aerospace Defense Command is back at it in 2020, tracking Santa despite the pandemic. It's the 65th year of the NORAD Santa Tracker. NORADSanta.org launched Tuesday featuring a look at Santa's North Pole Village, a holiday countdown, music, and games. It's available in eight languages. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Tonight's the night they light the big Christmas tree in New York City's Rockefeller Center, usually jammed with people. The event is closed to the public this year, but is on TV. There are rules and time limits for those who want to grab an in-person peek during the holidays. That's the CBS World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.